1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: And for us, when we're asked to do something that violates God's commands, whether that's by the government or by your employer, or at school, from a teacher, whoever it may be, we must obey God rather than man, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So this is what they faced, and it's what we're facing in our culture And I would submit to you, really, for the first time in our culture.
1: We're living in unprecedented times in our culture, where Christians are being called by God to stand up for their beliefs and the truth of the Bible over government, schools, workplaces, or other bodies of authority. Pastor Dan encourages us today to be bold for our faith. You may be called one day to go against the grain of our culture, which is straying further and further from God you may be called like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to stand for Christ, even while others kneel to false gods. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: chapter 3. Well, chapter 3, we have the story of uh, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael in the fiery furnace. Probably one of the best-known stories in, in all of the Bible. Uh, there's even a Veggie Tales movie about that. Uh, <laughs> I thought about watching that today, but I didn't want that to affect my teaching and how I presented information. So, But before we jump into the chapter, I just want to give you the context and remind you of where we are in the book of Daniel. In chapter 2, we we learned about the times of the Gentiles. We talked about that last week, the times of the Gentiles uh, and the great world empires that will exist during the times of the Gentiles. Remember, the times of the Gentiles began with the conquering of Jerusalem by the Babylonians in 586 B.C., And it will continue until the second coming of Jesus Christ. So we are currently living in the times of the Gentiles. And we learned in chapter 2 that there remains one last uh, world empire to come that were represented in the statue by the ten toes. It's out of that, that final world empire that the Antichrist will arise. But we saw at the end of chapter 2 that Daniel was promoted by King Nebuchadnezzar and he was made ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over the wise men. And then Daniel used his position to petition the king to give his three friends, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, high-level appointments within the Babylonian government. So chapter 2 two ends with Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael receiving these high-level jobs within uh, the government of of Babylon. Between chapters 2 and chapter 3, 20 years goes by. So 20 years pass. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as they were called by the Babylonians, have enjoyed their high-level government job for 20 years. And things have gone well for them. And they've, they've enjoyed the pay, the benefits, the security, the comfort, all the things that go along with having a good job, no issues, no problems. And now in chapter 3, after 20 years, things suddenly change. King Nebuchadnezzar mandates that all government employees must participate in something that directly violates the law of God. It's mandatory. Mandatory participation. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as we're going to see, they're going to refuse to participate. They will not violate God's law. They take a stand for what they believe. And they are willing to live with the consequences of taking that stand. And I think this is a very timely example for us because things are changing. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, more and more, we are facing things that conflict with our faith, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We are facing times now where we are being commanded by human authorities to do things that violate God's word. Just think about the last year. Just the last year. You think about uh, the government placing restrictions on churches in some parts of the country. Churches were told you're not allowed to meet, that you're not essential. And you can't meet in person. But God thinks we're essential, <laughs> and God, God commands us to meet together and to assemble together and to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner uh, of some. So God tells us to assemble together with other believers. Uh, once churches were allowed to meet again, the government told us we're not allowed to sing together corporately. But God commands us to sing. God commands us to sing. Churches were told, you're not allowed to take communion as part of your church service. But Jesus commands us to take communion together in remembrance of his death and resurrection. Churches were told that we're not allowed to be in the building or on the church property before or after the actual time of the church service. What about, what about fellowship? The Bible tells us it's important for us to be in fellowship together. Churches were told that you're not allowed to have any physical contact with each other. Well, what about laying hands on one another? To pray. What about anointing the sick with oil? God commands us to do that. So there's a conflict. There are conflicts between the commands of man and the commands of God. But it's not just with government. I know that some of you at work and at school are being required to participate in, and affirm things that are in direct conflict with the Word of God. And it's mandatory. It's not optional for you. And you're trying to figure out how to, how to navigate these things as a, a follower of Jesus Christ. You're facing those kinds of things. More and more in our culture, we are facing the same dilemma that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego face from the government, in the workplace, at school, with curriculum and things that are being taught in schools now. And as followers of Christ, we must always obey God over man and live with the consequences. Now, Romans chapter 13 says government is ordained by God and we should submit to the government unless we are asked to do something that violates God's law. And in that case, we must obey God and live with the consequences. And we see examples of that in the scriptures. In Exodus chapter 1, the Hebrew midwives were commanded by Pharaoh to kill all of the male babies as they're they're born. And they refused to do it. It says because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. In Acts chapter 5, Paul and John were arrested for preaching Jesus in the streets of Jerusalem, and they were ordered to stop preaching Jesus. And Peter replied to the authorities, we must obey God rather than any human authority. And for us, when we're asked to do something that violates God's commands, whether that's by the government or by your employer, or at school from a teacher, Whoever it may be, we must obey God rather than man, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So this is what they face, and it's what we're facing in our culture. And I would submit to you, really, for the first time in our culture, we're really facing these kinds of things. And so let's look at it together. Verse 1. It says, now Nebuchadnezzar, remember there's been 20 years, 20 20 years of everything's going fine, but now Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits and width 6 cubits, and he set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. So he makes this gold statue that was about 90 feet tall, 9 feet wide, so it's very tall, and narrow, and he sets it up in the plain of Dura near the city of Babylon, the capital. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar had. Set up. Verse 3 So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So all the government officials from the entire Babylonian Empire were required to attend this dedication ceremony. In Babylon, there was no RSVP. If you were invited, you attended. And it's estimated that as many as 300,000 government employees showed up for this dedication because the Babylonian Empire was so large and had such a large bureaucracy. So you've got 300,000 government officials attending this dedication. That's why it was held in the plain of Dura to hold all the people in attendance. Anywhere, So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com.
1: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
2: Now, one thing to note here is Daniel is not present at this dedication ceremony, and we're not told why. But he's not there. Maybe he had some official business that took him away, out of town, and so he can't attend. He's not able to attend. We don't know, but he's not there. But his three friends are there. And so verse 4, then, and so now imagine this, all of these government officials are gathered together there. They've got this golden statue, 90 feet tall. Verse 4, then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, And languages, remember because Babylon has people from all over the world that they've conquered and brought into the Babylonian Empire. To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So they also have the Babylon Symphony Orchestra there at this event, this dedication ceremony. And the people are commanded that when the orchestra begins to play, you know, the Imperial March from the Empire Strikes Back, which would probably be the most appropriate song. Everyone is expected to fall down and worship the gold image. Anyone who does not will be immediately cast into the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar was known for roasting people alive who disobeyed with him. If you're a note taker, you can jot down Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 22. There we are told that Zedekiah and Ahab were roasted in the fire by Nebuchadnezzar. So for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who are government officials, they're at this ceremony, they're required to attend. Worshipping this golden image will violate 2 the first two of the Ten Commandments. For them, they're Jews. And this will violate the first two of the Ten Commandments. I'll just read it to you, Exodus chapter 20. God says, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, you shall have no other gods before me. That's the first commandment. Literally, you shall have no other gods in my sight. I don't want to see any other gods in your life. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. This is, a, this is an image. This is an idol. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. So participating in this ceremony will violate the word of God. It's going to violate the commandments of God. Now, we we have to try to appreciate the tremendous pressure that these three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they were under at this time. First of all, there was pressure that came from the authority, from the government. King Nebuchadnezzar gave this command. It wasn't just anybody that made this command. It was Nebuchadnezzar the king. In fact, six times in the first seven verses, it says, Nebuchadnezzar the king. Just kind of emphasizing the absolute authority and power of King Nebuchadnezzar and violating this command will result in being cast into the fiery furnace. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're about to disobey an order from the government and they're inviting the punishment of the government. They're inviting the full force of the government upon them. So there's that pressure. That's a, that's a real concern. I've talked about this before, but there are, there are several churches in California right now uh, that the local governments are applying tremendous pressure on them there's several churches in california that have been fined hundreds of thousands of dollars and in a few cases millions of dollars for doing what we're doing right now just gathering to worship i've mentioned before there's one church in particular that has been fined almost 2 million dollars every every time they meet they get another fine the pastor personally has been fined 50,000 dollars There's another church in California that not only has the church and the pastor been fined, but all the members of the congregation have been named in the lawsuit. And the court has told them, if you show up, you're going to be fined as well. You probably know there's a pastor in Canada that was arrested recently for just having church. For not forsaking the assembling together with believers. And he's in jail, without bail. They're not going to let him out of jail until his court date. He's got to stay in jail till May. He's just doing what we're doing here, just meeting together. So there's, there's just there's tremendous pressure put on these churches by by the authority, by the government. You know, this pressure from authority to try to dissuade them from meeting together. And here for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they know if we disobey this, we, we are inviting the wrath of Nebuchadnezzar against us. So there's the pressure that comes from the government, the authority. There's also the pressure of conformity. The pressure of conformity. Look at verse 7. So at, the, at that time... Notice, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, and the lyre, and symphony with all kinds of music, look what it says. All the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. When the orchestra started, all the people fell down and worshipped the gold image except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're the, they're the only three. All the other government employees, they, they went along with the order. Only these three refused to participate. So three out of 300,000. And in a situation like that, there is tremendous pressure to conform. You, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to be the only person who refuses to bow down. Especially today, especially in the culture that we live in today. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2 tells us to not be conformed to this world. The world is always applying pressure and pressing against us to try to get us to conform. In a situation like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego we're in, uh, you, you might... You might easily convince yourself well, it's just easier to go along with it. It's just easier to bow down. Even though you totally disagree with it, it's just easier to keep your mouth shut, not say anything, and just bow down and move on. If you just bow down like everyone else, you don't make any trouble for yourself. You're not going to jeopardize your career. It's easier, it's safer. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could have just bowed down and avoided all of this trouble, kept their jobs and their comfortable lives and all, all the things that they were enjoying. They could have done that. Maybe even some coworkers were encouraging them to just bow down and saying, what's the big deal? Just do it. Just bow down. The, the king's not asking you to forsake your God and your beliefs. He's just asking you to bow down once for one song Why is this a problem for you? No one else has a problem with it. None of the other Hebrew believers that are here have a problem with it. They don't see it as a conflict with their faith. It's just you three that think this is in conflict with what you believe. Again, if you you stand up for Christ, you'll probably stand alone. You may be the only one at your school who takes a stand for Christ. You may be the only one in your company that takes a stand for Christ. And so there's this, this pressure from the government authority, there's pressure to conform like everyone else. Verse 8 says, "Therefore, at the time, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews and they spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar O King, live forever you O King have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn the flute, harp, lyre and psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace
3: He asked me how I Than the finest crystal.
1: We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Daniel verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at CalvaryEC.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410 491 4592. We'd also really like to know how we could be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. It can be so helpful to others to know about and to be in prayer for the things on your heart. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Daniel. We look forward to the next edition. A ring of truth.
3: I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft, and then what well, I know because I know his voice, and it only takes.